What's up, everybody? Uh, Chris here. Uh, episode 16 of the official half-gen podcast. Um, we took last week off because it was Mother's Day and it was hard to get everybody together. Uh, Ross was out of town. Uh, and just, it, it just Nat and Tony were just available at different times. So we were like, you know what? It doesn't have to be every single week. <laughs> um, same thing kind of happened this week where <laughs> nobody was really available at the same time. Ross was actually going to be here, but unforeseen circumstances with his internet uh, have caused him to not have any internet. So that won't get fixed until tomorrow. And you've got me. And you're going to have to like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't want to miss another week, so I'm solo casting this one. Um, so yeah, we've been, uh, we've been busy. I know last week was probably our least content rich week on the site, uh, but we still got some good stuff up. Uh, I threw up a final say, uh, Ross threw up a couple things last week and, uh, this week we're going to have every day just jam packed with content. Uh, this week is the one-year anniversary of one of my favorite games, Overwatch. And uh, that's actually on the 24th, I believe, is the actual one-year anniversary. Um, as of this recording, this is on Sunday. Tomorrow, I'm going to be putting up an article, uh, let's talk about Overwatch, kind of talking about like some of the gameplay changes, how that game has evolved, and just why it's so damn fun. Uh, so that's going to be up this week. Ross is going to do one uh, focusing specifically on the story of Overwatch because there's a lot to it and it's it's a surprisingly rich uh, uh, universe even though it's just a just a you know air quotes just a competitive shooter um, but Overwatch is a game I just love and I've been playing a lot of that this week and this weekend uh, so it made it easy to have kind of fresh stuff to write about. I play Overwatch every week. I've played Overwatch every week since it came out. I, I can't stop Overwatching just at all. It's great. It's a tremendous game. I highly recommend it to everybody. So this week is going to be all Overwatch all week. We've got those two pieces. Uh, Ross and I are going to put together a couple things about our favorite characters. Um, and I'm thinking at the end of the week, I'm maybe doing something like, hey, if I were to tweak characters, how would I tweak them? You know? Ways to make some of the characters more well-defined in their roles or make them a little more unique, make them stand out, or just make them a little more, you know, fun to play or something. So that's something that uh, I think is, is something I'll probably end the week on. But we got a lot of cool stuff coming this week. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Overwatch is a great game. Um, really recommend it to everybody and anybody. Anybody can pick up that game and find something fun to do in it, whether it's quick play, whether it's competitive play, whether it's, you know, arcade mode where they have the, 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 again, air quotes, fun modes. Um, you know, the stuff that's really just, you know, it's not about who wins or loses. It's about having a goofy good time. That kind of stuff is in there. And that's, that's part of Overwatch's charm is that like anybody can kind of show up and have a good time. And you know, there's not a lot of games, especially competitive shooters, 
that are as inviting as Overwatch. So, you know, it, it's cool to see that, you know, hey, you know, for, for Blizzard, hey, you know what, we made this game, we, we've never made a game like this before, but we're going to put that Blizzard charm and that Blizzard approachability, you know, easy to learn, difficult to master, we're going to bring that to the competitive shooter, you know, area, and they... they they kind of just took charge. It's pretty incredible. I know we've talked about this on other podcasts. I've mentioned it, but just a, really though, Overwatch is just—it's just a gem. It's—it's it's a true like. Overwatch is a game that, like, you know, 10, 20 years from now, when you're looking back and like, you know, what are some of the best games I've ever played? Overwatch will be on that list, and we'll maybe be playing a sequel or two by then. You know, uh, because I could see this being a game that really just, you know will continue to grow and evolve and continue to get better. When you look at games like League of Legends and Dota, uh, Team Fortress 2, and even Blizzard's other games, World of Warcraft, StarCraft, all those games that have such longevity. Hearthstone, Diablo, these are games that just have been played, you know, maybe not so much Hearthstone, uh, but these are games that have been played for decades. Uh, in some version or another and they keep going and that's just like blizzard's legacy is like they, they support their games in ways that most publishers and developers either can't or won't so i'm, I'm really confident in the future of overwatch as much as i am confident in overwatch's present which is really really good um yeah, so expect a lot on Overwatch this week i'm excited uh i hope you guys like that if any of you play overwatch you know let us know. We could do like a, if you guys wanted, you know, I'd be down to play Overwatch with any of you, you know, let's get a big like community team going. Let's get a half gen team, you know, just, Hey, a bunch of people, we want to play Overwatch for a night. We'll stream it or something. It'll be great. We'll have a grand old time. We'll open some loot boxes and get three grays and a blue story of my life. Um, so yeah, we got that lined up and, uh, you know, it's, it, Doing this solo cast will actually be a pretty good experiment for me because I've been thinking about doing a solo kind of recorded uh, thing for the site. Uh, when I was with those gaming nerds, um, I had a segment called Chris's Controversial Corner, and it was a written piece. And basically, like, if I saw something, uh, just as a, an easy example, um, it was somebody, I, I read it on N4G, and somebody said, like, you know, this was back before the PS4 and everything. Uh, and they were like, you know, Sony doesn't have, you know, fans like Microsoft fans. And that's what they need. And that's why they're failing. And I, I read it. And it was just, they were like, yeah, people have, you know, uh, Microsoft Xbox logos, you know, colored and, you know, shaved into their heads and stuff. And I'm like, Sony doesn't need this. I was like, Sony probably has this. But Sony doesn't need this. This was back when, like, Sony was in really big financial trouble. And it was just something where they were like, yeah, this is why Sony's going to go out of business. And the PlayStation's no good. And they don't have money. I'm like, listen, you know, Sony has more divisions than just, you know, PlayStation or just TVs or whatever it is. Sony's not going to just crumble and fall apart. Sony has a company. I'm not talking video games specifically, but this was like a, a ridiculous attack on Sony. They used Xbox as an example of like why Sony is failing as a company. And it's like, this is, 
there are other reasons why Sony was struggling. Sony is struggling. They're still technically struggling. Uh, it just so happens that the PlayStation division is doing really damn well. And, you know, I'm happy about that as just a longtime PlayStation player. Um, I, I know we, we tend to err on the side of PlayStation uh, on this podcast and on this site just because, um, you know, I, I played my 360. 360 was the first console I had of that generation. Uh, I went through four of them, and then uh, I, I just kind of reached the last straw, and I switched back to PlayStation full-time when I had to send out my third Xbox because I didn't have it. It was around the time Left 4 Dead came out. Um, that was when my third one died. And so they gave me a new one, but they were going to take like two months or something to fix it. I don't remember what it was. So I started buying everything on PS3 because... You know, it was free and stuff. So we were on the PS3. And we were using the Xbox party chat to play and stuff. Um, I realize I'm going on a tangent here. Bear with me for a second. Um, I, I just want anybody. So if anybody's out there and like, you know, oh, well, you know, I, I don't want to just listen to a PlayStation podcast. Like, look, Halo is one of my favorite franchises of all time. And that's why I'm so upset with it. Because Halo 5 was a disaster. And Halo Wars 2 is borderline worse. Because the story mode in that, I, I have very, very high expectations for Halo. I've got books of Halo sitting over there. I've got the whole, like, Halo, what is this? Hold on. I've got the Halo Mythos book right here. Dusting it off. Um, but I got the whole, you know, I, I'm committed. I got Master Chief on my wall. I got a metal plate, you know, disc plate of him. I've got the Halo 3 Legendary Edition helmet sitting behind me. Like, I am all the way, especially on Halo. Um, just, I, I, I don't, I'm just upset with the way, again, I'm on a tangent, bear with me. I'm just upset with the way Microsoft is handling things. Um, and that's not to say I'm completely happy with the way Sony's handling things, because I still want another Resistance game. I feel like Resistance never got its fair shot. I feel like they released it at, out of necessity because they were like, hey, we just want to push games. I think they flooded the market with first-party titles, and I was worried they were going to do the same thing this year, to be honest. Um, I'm glad they've kind of slowed down, and like that's why I think God of War and stuff will get pushed back. Um, there was like that year when Resistance 3 came out, and every month Sony had a first-party game, and then the whole PlayStation Network thing happened, and they kept flooding the market with these first-party games, and... Nobody had time to play them all, and nobody bought them all. And then Resistance 3, which was one of the best, arguably the best game to come out that... Well, no, Uncharted 2 came out that year. Uh, but Resistance 3 was really damn good, and then they were just like, nah, we're just not going to make it anymore. And it's like, are you kidding me? You're going to make another goddamn Killzone game to launch the PS4, but you're not going to you're not gonna at least try and like reboot Resistance? Get out of here. Resistance is way cooler. My opinion. My opinion. Getting back to what I was talking about, and so so you guys know, like I really do like a lot of Xbox stuff. I you know I, I have to play the season pass for Halo Wars too. I really like Blitz mode. I've mentioned that before, just so you guys hear me say something nice. I really like Blitz mode in Halo Wars too. Not big on the card game stuff. That was a ton of fun. That is the best way to play Halo Wars too. Uh, but yeah, getting back, I was thinking of um, bringing back that controversial corner as like a, a spoken piece, kind of like this. So kind of like what I just did when I 
you know, got a little ranty, tried to keep it under control, but got a little ranty. That's kind of what it would be, you know? So, like, I basically attacked all that stuff. They were saying, like, you know, how Sony this, that. And I was just like, no, because, you know, your points are very biased and very fanboyish. And I, I, I tried to attack them, leaving my, you know, uh, affinity for PlayStation out of it. I kind of attacked it and said, like, hey, you know what? This isn't this isn't a thing, you know, people who shave their, you know, the Xbox symbol in the side of their head are a very small number of people. The people who are buying a lot of these consoles would never do that. I would say 99.8% of people are not as committed as that to buy a console for any manufacturer. And frankly, Tony, who's on this site, has a Hellgas symbol tattooed on his chest. The one of the Hellgas insignias. So, I guess, you know, there are people like that out there, you know? Um, God only knows how many Zelda and Mario tattoos there are out there. Uh, God only knows how many PlayStation symbols are tattooed on people, you know? It's like, everything will have this. So, I didn't even bring that up in the sense of, like, I, I kind of disregarded it as, like, hey, you know what? We don't even need to get into that. But realistically, everybody has that. I mean, there are people with Apple logos tattooed on them, you know, and Windows logos tattooed on them. Anything you really like, people, you know, if people like half-gen, they could get a half-gen tattooed on themselves. That would be cool if you do that. Send me a picture. I want to make that like a featured image for something and be like, this person is my hero. <laughs> um, Yeah, you know, it's like, I don't know, but th that that would be the idea. It's kind of like, uh, you know, talking it out and just being like, hey, this is why, you know, for lack of a better term, this is why this is stupid. You know, this is why what the person said there is incorrect. And not to, you know, sound all high and mighty, but it, it's really just attacking very fanboyish stuff and, you know, just very, very biased stuff. Um, you know, clickbaity stuff. So I, I don't like to draw attention to it, but like sometimes... I feel like if you don't, then people just think it's okay. And I don't want to live in a world where people think these crazy, clickbaity, super hyper-opinionated stuff. Like, I'm I'm highly opinionated. I don't consider myself hyper-opinionated. Um, again, for lack of a better term, because I don't know how better to put that. Uh, that's That's what it would be, you know? So maybe for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour depending on what the topic is, things like that. And, you know, maybe I do one once a month. Maybe I do one once every other week. Uh, if you guys think that's something that sounds like, hey, I would listen to that, let us know. Let me know. Specifically, tweet me. Um, I think I'm halfgen underscore Chris. I don't even remember my Twitter handle. Hold on. What is my Twitter handle? Jesus. Um, it's not Jesus. Yeah, at halfgen underscore Chris. So... Apparently, Twitter is updating their privacy policy. Fantastic. Um, tweet at me. If you think that sounds awesome and you're like, hey, I want to listen to that because you're crazy and loud, but I like that for some reason, I'll do it. Simple as that. Um, I'm trying to get on these good topics so I can continue to talk because I don't have anyone to bounce anything off of. So forgive me if I take a little longer to kind of think it out. I haven't, and this is good practice, I haven't solo casted, like, ever. Um, so this is going to be really good practice for me if I do that. Um, I'll also just have a plan going in, because I just started recording and realized I didn't really have anything planned. 
Um, I thought the Overwatch stuff would take longer. <laughs> um, so, you know, I guess I'll get into what I've been playing, which isn't a lot this week, if I'm being honest. Uh, I played Overwatch, as I said, the last couple days. Um, been having fun with that. I've kind of come to come to terms with my declined season rank. I'm going to end the season at Platinum, and that's all I really wanted. Um, next season, I'll probably start out high silver, low gold, because the ladder has not been kind. Or not the ladder, but the, the matchmaking has not been kind. But it is what it is at this point. I'm just kind of over it. I took kind of a break. Uh, it just kind of dabbled in Overwatch, didn't really play it extensively. Um, I think that was good, because I've kind of gotten over it. And I'm not upset. I'm not frustrated. I'm just kind of there. And I'm playing. And I feel like I'm playing well again. Which is making me... Excuse me. Making me very happy. Um, otherwise, Tony and Nat uh, and I have been playing a lot of Player Unknown, And that game is just a ton of fun. And... It's... <laughs> I hate it and I feel bad. Because like I'm I'm just very competitive. I will say I'm hyper competitive. I hate losing. And I get frustrated because I am the type of person who unfortunately will go back and I'll be like, if we had done this, this, and this, and this, I'm that kind of person. And I hate it and I'm trying to get better about it and I can't. <laughs> but um when it when it comes down to it, you know, like Tony, the it's not a problem. So when I say the problem is it's not really a problem, but it's like Nat Nat is very casual. And so he is the almost the opposite of me, that he doesn't take it as serious. So he's just kind of playing to have a good time and stuff. Um, so sometimes we find ourselves in situations where Nat will just kind of be chilling. And, you know, something will happen and shots will be fired. I'll be like, everybody get in the house. And then I see Nat standing behind a rock. And I'm like, Nat, why are you behind that rock? And he was like, I wanted to cover you guys. Get in. I said, no, get in the house because then you would be alive. And I do that. I don't like that, but I do it. And then Tony's just Tony. And Tony will always find a way to be Tony. <laughs> I, um, yeah, so it's all I'll say about that, but I am, I'm having a lot of fun playing with those guys. We've come really close. We got a couple of top five finishes, a couple, you know, two or three top three finishes really, really close. We almost won one the other day, but I was, we were in a situation where we had our back to the blue wall and I was looking up and right, up and right, up and right. Uh, we were on the edge. We were on these rocks on the edge of the circle and nobody could be behind us and we would see people coming around. So I was looking up and right. I was like, guys, just you know, be on the lookout. And for some reason we found ourselves all looking in the same direction. And what always happens to us without fail we always die to one person. Every time, one person. Doesn't matter if there's a team behind him. It will always be one person who kills all three of us. And some dude comes over the edge to the left. And nobody's looking. And one person steamrolls. Or, you know, that that's what happened in that one. Or we'll be in a house. And the door opens. And one person comes in. And instead of saying there's someone coming through the door, there's just, oh shit, behind you. And then by the time I turn around, that person who yelled it is dead. And then I get shot in the face. Because instead of saying, hey, the door is open, it's, oh, I'm going to take this shot and then say something. 
it's frustrating and it's it's only frustrating because it's stuff we can fix and we're gonna fix it we're gonna get better and one of these podcasts i'm gonna tell you i'm a winner winner chicken dinner i'm gonna eat well that night i'm liable to go out and buy a bucket of chicken when i win this game and post it on twitter (laughs) just me i'll take a screenshot and i'll take a picture of me with a bucket of chicken and be like winner winner chicken dinner and i'll get two likes (laughs) Um, that is a really fun game though. It's, it's so fun. And it's like, I'm not, I'm getting more confident about my shot. My shot was iffy at range. I'm a good, I'm usually, I feel like a good close range. Uh, but when things get close, the two areas where I struggle are when things get long range, I tend to struggle with, you know, peaking at the right time. Um, and then when the circle's closing, I tend to struggle with positioning because we either move too soon or move too late. So I just haven't figured out the timing or like, you know, we'll, we'll try and get in a position that seems smart and, you know, we'll think, Hey, you know, this is good. And then we just, we we end up being in the wrong position at the wrong time. I think I figured out how to kind of read the circles better though. So I think that's going to get better. Um, I just want to win one. Once I win one, I'm going to feel good. And then it's going to be like, okay, next time when it happens, it happens. But like right now I'm good because I won one. That's all I care about. That will that will leave me satisfied. I will have a Snickers. Talking about food. Good thing I already ate. Um, yeah, so that's that's a really fun game. I do also have... Where did I put it? Oh, it's in my 3DS. I got the new Fire Emblem game. Uh, really looking forward to playing that. But I've been in this weird mood where I'm like, I want to play it. But I have so many other games to play that I don't want to play anything except like non-committal games like Overwatch or Player Unknown. Those are games that I can go in, I can play, and I'm not I don't feel like I'm leaving them to hang, you know? Because they're isolated experiences. I have played and I, I tweeted it last week, and Ross said something that like, you know, there were so many games that came out so early in this year, so many games I put 50 plus hours into. And it's like we all got drunk and now we're suffering for it. It's the hangover. And there's more games coming and there's games I have Mass Effect to finish. I have Persona waiting still to be played. Um, And at some point I want to pick up Prey on PC. I heard they fixed the input issues on the PS4 version. But I rented that game and I wasn't going to wait for them to patch it paying $3 a day. Um, So I was like, you know what? Gonna give that back to Redbox. I'll buy it on PC at some point, or maybe I'll buy it on PS4 if I get a good deal. If they fixed it, I don't know. I still have my progress, so it actually makes sense if I bought it on PS4. There's something about that game that I feel like that's a really good game, and it's just hidden behind the, the gameplay. And I, I said that when I talked about Prey. I wrote something this last week. I think on Monday, right? Yeah, no, la- that was last Monday. No, it was Monday. Yeah, last Monday was last Monday. Okay, whatever. I'm, I'm thinking it's later in the month than it is. Um, yeah, so when I talked about Prey, that was uh, something I talked about. So read that if you want my, you know, kind of vaguely in-depth analysis of Prey uh, so far. Uh, I want to go back to it because I feel like there is a good game there. I want to play it. But... um 
Yeah, I, I want to play Fire Emblem. I'm going to convince myself to play Fire Emblem at some point today. It's going to happen, one way or another. Actually, let me hang up on Discord. I was in Discord, and I was like, I should probably hang up on this before somebody comes in and starts talking to me. So, I'm going to start that. It, the good news is, with this week being Overwatch week, pardon me, it gives us a chance to kind of catch up, because we don't have to worry about putting up... Uh, I don't want to say timely. We want to put up timely stuff, but it gives us a chance to get caught up on our writing and everything. Cause I think that's part of it too, is like, we've wanted to play the games, but it's like one thing you guys have to really remember about us is we have a lot of people on the podcast, but we don't have a lot of people writing. It's really just me and Ross. And we've, I think we've been really good about it, you know, for the first solid three months that we have been a website, but it does get tiring at some point. So I think this is kind of like a little break for us. And the summer is going to be a good opportunity when the games kind of stop flowing for a little while for us to play catch up. So we go into the summer season and we're good. You know, that'll give me time to bang out uh, Persona. It'll give me time to play Zelda finally. That's another game in my backlog. Um, I've got a couple games on the Switch actually I want to play because uh, I've never played Shovel Knight. I have that, got that with my Switch. And I also got uh, Blaster Master Zero. Uh, and I played that on the Game Boy. Yes, on the Game Boy. And I liked it. And I want to play the new one. I played a little bit of it. It's what I remember, but I guess I didn't remember. Like, it, it's closer to the original game than I guess I kind of expected it to be. And I think I forgot that the game was like, it's good. It's a good game, but I, I, I guess I didn't like it as much as I thought. But I'm still going to play it. I think it'll be fun. Um... It's a cool looking game. I think I'll end up enjoying it. I finally hooked up my Switch to my TV for the first time. And I have a 4K TV. And it didn't look that good. <laughs> I had to... Um, when I bought my 4K TV, I was still playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions on the Wii U. And when I hooked up the Wii U, it definitely... like When, when I hooked up my PlayStation 4, before I had the Pro. Because I got the TV in like September... Or so, somewhere around there. I think it was September. Regardless, I, I hooked it up to the PS4 and stuff. And games looked really good. You know, the upscaling was good. Because it was from 1080 to... um, It was from 1080 to 4K. And that's just an easier thing for it to scale. But when you go down to lower and lower and lower resolutions... Uh, obviously, it's harder and harder to scale it up. Uh, and make it look as sharp. So, like, games looked really good. But... You know, uh, on those, like, something like the Wii U that output in 720, you could tell that the TV was like, I'm doing my best, but, you know. So, the Switch is a lot of that. So, if you have a 4K TV, my recommendation, or if you're looking for a 4K TV and you plan on playing your Switch on it, you want to look for a TV that has a very good upscaler. And a lot of TVs will upscale well from 1080. So don't just look at a TV and see that it has an upscaler and be like, okay, yeah, most 4K TVs will upscale 1080p fine. What you got to look for is how well it does 720p and 480 because uh, 720 and 1080i, which is what TV broadcasts at, are kind of similar. And so you're going to get a similar picture from both of those. So like I bought a Samsung 
Um, I think it was like the KS8500. I got the curved version, the 65-inch. Um, I was on a website. Uh, name drop them here. Uh, it's ratings, but it's R, the letter R, T-I-N-G-S. So no A. R-T-I-N-G-S dot com. And I did a lot of research, and it was in my price range. You know, like the, the OLEDs are by far the best, um, but they were out of my price range. They were like three, four thousand dollars, and I wasn't about to drop that kind of money. So I, I did drop good money, drop money on a TV. I'm telling you, do not, do not listen to me. No, listen to me. Do do not not listen to me. But do not buy a TV just because it's cheap. Okay, there are a lot of inexpensive TVs, and if you're, but if you're looking for a good TV, if you want to buy a good TV and you're going to the store and you're like, you know what, I want a TV that I'm going to be happy with for the next 10 years, you're going to have to spend a little bit of money. So the difference is, you know, you could get an LG and LG is a very good brand. LG will sell you a very inexpensive 60 inch 4K TV for, you know, seven or $800. What you're going to lose is the quality of the HDR and you're going to lose the quality of the upscaling of lower resolution content. So on my Samsung, and they're probably a little cheaper now because they've been out longer, but I, when I bought it, it was like $1,900. Um, but obviously it's curved. It's very thin. It's very nice. Beautiful, beautiful picture. Great 4K. The HDR is phenomenal. And, like, when you turn it on, you know the difference. This is what I played Final Fantasy XV on, and, like, you notice the difference right away in a game like Final Fantasy XV. Final Fantasy XV has terrific HDR. If you want a game and you want to show your friends what HDR looks like, because I had Ross here before I got Final Fantasy XV, and I showed him, they updated Infamous Second Son. Infamous Second Son is bad HDR, because it just made everything really dark, and I didn't like it. Uh, so I showed him that, and he was like, ah, no, nah, I'm not crazy about it. Um, and then when I showed him Final Fantasy XV, he got it. He was like, okay, I understand. You know, he looked at it was like, I see the difference. I understand why that's good. Um, Horizon's really good about it. Um, you know, and, and even games that don't necessarily use HDR, still having, you know, a, a compatible, an HDR-compatible TV with good HDR and good lighting zones... Uh, will make your picture look better in general. So uh, keep that in mind. If you're looking for a good TV that you want to play games at, um, you also want to sometimes buy a little more expensive to get a lower refresh rate. So the good thing about the Samsung TV I bought was it was a low refresh rate. It has like the game mode and everything. It's got great HDR and it's got a good, a, a really good upscaler all the way from 480. So anything I put on there is going to look good. It's not going to look worse than it would on like a 1080p TV. So that's what's important when you do TV shopping. You can get a cheap TV and, you know, more power to you. If that's if that's your budget and your budget is, you know, I want to spend $600 and get a 4K TV, then yeah, you're going to get a $600 4K TV. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You're going to get a really good TV because it's harder to buy a bad TV nowadays than it is to buy a good one because TVs are so easy to make. For companies, they can sell them cheap, and they 4K is easy. You know, people just they pack more pixels. That's it. You know, they, they there are a lot of good TVs, but like I I went from a 60 inch Sharp 1080p that I bought in 2012. Um, yeah, 2012. Yeah, 
to a 65 inch Samsung that I bought in uh, 2015, late 2015, because um, I, I was going to a bigger space. I wanted a slightly bigger TV, and it was another 1080, but it just it didn't, it didn't quite look as good because apparently it was one of their lower end models, and I thought I got a good deal, and I don't know. I think I still got a good deal at the time, but I don't know. I, I would not have bought it. Knowing what I know now, I would not have bought it. I would have just kept my Sharp because um, I think the Sharp was a little better, to be honest. Um, but I did go back to Samsung because Samsung, like if you're trying to buy a high, a high quality TV right now, you're buying a Samsung, you're buying a LG OLED, or you're buying a Vizio P series, or you're buying the M series with some minor concessions. So you're like, hey, you know what? I'm I'm going to maybe give up a few things, you know, a few convenience features here, but I'm still going to get a good TV. I would say Vizio M series or higher. M M or P. Don't do E because you're just not going to get E is just cheap. It's just a cheap TV, you know? And if you want to go cheap, that's good, but if you want a quality television, you go Vizio P series or M series. Um you go Samsung if if the TV is available in a curved model, it's probably a good one. Um, though I think they have a lower-end curved one now. Do research. Go to that website, like I told you, ratingswithoutthea.com. Um, they do a lot of in-depth testing. It was really helpful for me. Um, but I got my TV. It does great HDR. It was one of the highest rated out there. I think it only got beat by the LG TV. Um, the refresh rate, I think it only got beat by the LG TV and maybe a Vizio. Um and the upscaling, it was one of the top, again, with the LG OLED. Um, but yeah, you're going to buy cheap or you're going to buy quality. You don't need to spend more than $2,000 to get a really good TV. That's the other t- end of the scale. So, like, if you're spending less than seven, $800, you know, you're going to be giving things up. You know, you're going to give up some, you know... Uh, lighting zones for HDR. You're going to be giving up some low-quality upscaling, which really only comes into play if you're still using, like, DVDs and stuff like that. Um, Really, as long as it can upscale well from 720 and higher, you should be fine. Um, But if you're buying 500 or less, you are buying it just for 4K, just because you want a picture that will give you 4K and you don't care about anything else. If you're spending more than 2,500, or more than, like, $2,000 on a TV... You're either not waiting for sales or you are a big like video file, you know, and you want just something that's incredible and that's okay. If you have the money to drop on that, do it. Because if I had the money, I would have bought an OLED without a doubt, you know, and and that's okay because I'm, I'm one of those people where like, if you're going to use it enough and you're going to get enough enjoyment, if it's going to enable you to be happier because money can buy happiness sometimes when it's a 4k TV. Uh, you know, you gotta be willing to spend your money on the things that make you happy. So, you know, do it. But for the average gamer out there, for someone like me, um, you don't need to spend more than 2000 And frankly, in most cases, you don't need to spend more than 1500 You know, wait for a big TV event, there's gonna be a sale. Wait for a major holiday, there's gonna be a sale. Don't buy your TV unless it's on sale. There's always a sale sometime soon wait and if you're really good buy it between two big sales so you have the return policy um and price match always price match 
TVs are harder to price match nowadays from the big brands like Samsung and stuff because they're price controlled. So you're not always going to find it cheaper somewhere else. But anytime you can, price match. Everybody price matches. Just do it. Um, but yeah, so that's my little knowledge drop for 4K TVs. I don't... Pardon me. I don't remember how I got on this subject, actually. I don't remember what I was talking about before. Nope, I lost it. Um, but yeah, so... Nope, can't think of it. Okay. Yeah, so now you know how to buy a 4K TV for your <laughs> gaming platform. I was talking about this. Oh, I was talking about the Switch. I was talking about the Switch on my 4K TV. Yeah, so the Switch is still good on 4K, but it, it's it's not going to look... If you have like a PS4 Pro hooked up to a 4K TV or an Xbox One S hooked up to a 4... Frankly, if you have an Xbox One or a PS4, anything that outputs in true 1080p hooked up to your 4K TV... It's going to look crisp. It's going to look nice. You're going to like it. You're going to like the way it looks. Not Men's Warehouse. Um, when you hook up the Switch, it looks good. But you kind of get that feeling like, I don't know how 1080p this thing really is. Um, I played Snipper Clips. And when I was on the main menu, it was like, eh. When I got in the game, it was okay. It, it didn't. I didn't really notice Again, Slipper, Snipper Clips is a very, like, colorful and fun game. And it looks good on that TV because that, that TV has really good colors. Mm. Um, not trying to brag, but really, that's a nice TV. I recommend that one. If you're looking for a 4K TV, you don't have to do curved. There's a flat version. I like the curve. I have a curved TV and I have two curved monitors. I dig the curve. Um, yeah, so it, it didn't look quite as good as I'd hoped. So keep that in mind. If you're looking for a 4K TV, get a good upscaler because your Switch or your Wii U or any like last gen consoles like a PS3 or an Xbox 360, they're not going to look as good. Um, also, if you plan on playing backwards compatible games uh, like uh, original Xbox or like uh, PS2, um, the 360 is good because it upscales some of that stuff. So, like, I played Hunter the Reckoning with a couple friends on my 4K TV. And that stuff looks better than you would think it would. Because, like, and that's the beauty of having a good upscaler. Is it actually rendered everything really well. So, that that's the weird thing. Is, like, the old stuff looks better than you remember. Because you're like, huh, you know what? This TV does a really good job. The 4K stuff and the 1080p stuff looks really good. Sometimes the stuff in the middle doesn't quite look as good. Because it's like, you would expect it to look better. But the old stuff, you don't expect it to look better. You expect it to look old, and it looks better than you think. And the new stuff, you expect it to look good, and it does. It's the stuff in the middle. The 720-slash-1080i stuff that's weird. I don't know. Or 900p, whatever it is. Um, another thing I would recommend, if you're going to be gaming, because you can totally do it. Listen to me. You can totally do it. If you're going to play older, older games, like, I hooked up my Sega Genesis to it. Um, get... Go on Amazon. You can get them for under 50 bucks. Buy a 1080p up converter. It's not going to save the world. Okay? It's not going to be enough to make your games look HD. But if you're going to go and play older games, like I have it hooked up to my PS2, and I play all my PS1 games on my PS2 because I can set my PS2 to 16 by 9 and that's a huge help because that fixes a lot of the 
graphical issues with playing a game like that on the PC, on not the PC, um, on a modern television. The upscaler is a dream come true because that's going to take those games, going to make them look a little nicer. It's going to kind of uh, make those textures a little more high resolution. So basically it's going through that box and that box is amplifying the signal so that when it gets to the TV, there's more signal to work with. And so it can smooth out some of those edges and stuff like that. You can get it for less than $50. You can set it to 1080. You can set it to 720. If you're playing older games on any HD TV, but especially 4k buy one of those. You will thank me later. It's going to be better. Um, for any any platform, uh, Ross has one for his Sega Saturn uh, and his Dreamcast. I have one for my PS2 and my Sega Genesis. Um, don't don't play. Here's one thing I would recommend again because the PS1 you cannot set to 16 by 9. Don't play a P a, a, an original PlayStation. Don't bother with that. It did not look good. Play it on the PS2. You'll it it's it's it just plays better anyway on the PS2. Just in general. So, again, my my little tip for that. Um. Yeah, I I I've. I when I was TV shopping last year, I picked up on a lot of this stuff. Um. So now I know Ross is looking at a 4K TV because he got a PS4 Pro. So he's kind of been looking. He's waiting for his wedding, obviously, uh, first before any making any major purchases. But, uh, you know, I've been trying to impart any wisdom I have on him. Uh, and I, I impart that wisdom now upon you. So just keep that in mind. You know, buy medium price range. Buy an upscaler for old content. You'll thank me later. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I specifically wanted to address on this podcast. I already talked about Fire Emblem. I'm going to be playing that. I'm going to be catching up on other stuff. Ross's wedding is you know, quickly approaching. So, to be honest, the week of July 4th, there's not going to be a damn thing going up. I'm going to I'm going to tell you guys now and I'm going to remind you every week. The week of July 4th, there's not going to be any content going up. I will be I will be here for the beginning of the week, but I'm not going to be worrying about the site. To be honest, I'm going to play some games, hang out with my friends. I have that week off from my job and then that Thursday morning, I'm flying to Buffalo. And I'm going for Ross's wedding. I'm going to be out of the town all week. So that's that's going to be the situation. So that first week of that first full week of July, there will be no content. And there will probably be limited content starting the end of June. Ross won't be playing anything. It's going to be just me. Uh, I'll put stuff up when I can. But just so you guys know, probably starting the last full week of June, content's going to be sparse for a little while, probably for two to three weeks. Um, I'm sorry about that, but that's why I'm letting you know in advance. So, you know, just keep that in mind. Uh, it's going to be the first time though. I'm really excited. It's going to be the first time that the major members, I know we had TJ on here once, but I don't think TJ is going to be able to make it to the wedding. He's joining the military. So congratulations to him. Um, 
I got to get TJ on another podcast at some point. He was going to be one of our podcast guys, but then life kind of got in the way. So he kind of stepped back from that. It's going to be the first time the whole half gen crew is going to be together in one place because Ross and Tony have never met Nat in person. I have met Nat in person a few times and Nat's super cool. And he he's already fitting in with our group. So it'd be really cool to kind of like bring him in for real and like, Hey guys, you know, this is Nat, Nat, this is everybody. And, you know, we're friends on Facebook and stuff, but it's not real until you meet the person. You know what I mean? So that's going to be exciting. And we're going to have that brief moment where we're like, hey, you know, all the websites here. And then it's going to be like, oh, my God, you're getting married. <laughs> um, so that'll be exciting. I'm I'm excited about that. Uh, happy for Ross. So if you guys want, go on his articles and, uh, you know, wish him a happy marriage congratulate him i guess you would do you wouldn't wish him a happy marriage you know what i mean you know what i mean um so i'm really just trying to think of anything else that i wanted to talk about i don't want to drag it out but at the same time like you know i want to give you guys a a full podcast i want you guys to feel fulfilled when you're done um Man, I want to play The Surge because I'm a big Dark Souls fan. Um, and I want to play The Surge, but I have too big of a backlog already. And I am playing Neo on the side, uh, like on and off. And I can't bring myself to pick up another Dark Souls game, another Dark Souls-esque game, when I'm already playing one. So I got to finish Neo before I even like dream of playing The Surge. That game looks really cool, though. Um, I really want to play that. If any of you guys have played it, let me know. Tweet me. Let me know what you think. I'm curious. Like, If I hear enough praise, I might... Oh, I remember. Oh, my God. I remember what else I wanted to talk about. Um, Vanquish comes to PC on Friday. I cannot wait. Or No, Thursday. Comes to PC Thursday. Cannot wait to play vanquish again vanquish is phenomenal it is underrated and underappreciated on the playstation 3 and xbox 360 you have a pc buy vanquish it's gonna be 20 bucks it's out on thursday if you like over the top japanese shooters if you like over the top japanese games you'll like it and if you like over the top shooters you'll like it it's by the same by platinum games same people brought you bayonetta and stuff it is phenomenal. I think it's a better game than the original Bayonetta. It goes kind of toe-to-toe with Bayonetta 2. I thought Bayonetta 2 was phenomenal. Um, Vanquish is outstanding. I highly recommend it because it's so crazy and so fun. And you slide around on rocket knees. Um, <laughs> it's so good. You, I, I don't think you can't, in, can't, like... Yeah, I don't think you can't enjoy that game. It's so good. I recommend it to anybody. I'm super hyped to play Vanquish. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm probably going to be streaming that on Thursday. Um, yeah, I, I played it and beat it on the PS3. And I'm really excited to play it again. That came out around the same time as um, another kind of game that kind of fell through the cracks, I feel like. It also didn't get as good of ratings as Vanquish. Um... But there was a game that came out around the same time. Uh, Vanquish, you're fighting a lot of, like, Russian robots and stuff. And, uh, you know, it's weird. Uh, but there was another game, Binary Domain. I 
don't remember who published that. Let me look that up real quick. Uh, but binary domain. Wait, is there a binary domain too? Oh, wait, no, it got decent scores. Okay. Sega. Yeah, Sega made that. Binary domain. Uh, they also published Vanquish. When did Vanquish come out? Hold on. Wait, Binary Domain was 2012? That was 2012? Wow, no. I lied. This came out well after Vanquish. Yeah, this came out two years after Vanquish. Damn. Alright, well, regardless. Binary Domain is a game that's like Vanquish, but instead of being crazy over the top, it's trying to be a little more realistic. Binary Domain is a really fun game. I recommend that to people. That's a fun game in a really weird way. I don't know. Apparently, it's a lot worse on the PC. Oh, man. Um, it actually got pretty decent scores in the 70s. That's good. I like that game. Oh, man. It only sold 20,000 copies in North America by April 2012. Ooh. Oh, yeah, there's definitely not going to be a binary domain, too. That is unfortunate. Yeah, that's right. It was designed by the guy who made the, uh, I don't, Toshihiro Nagashi, or Nagoshi, who created the Yakuza series. Binary domain, really, really fun. Uh... That was a really fun game. Kind of a hidden gem at this point. Uh, buy that game. That's a really good game too. It's on Steam right now. And you can buy it. And it looks good. And it plays well. I remember. I haven't played it in a while. Could be wrong. I want to play it again though. So keep that in mind. And yeah, I'll probably wrap this up here. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, I hope I was able to make this as entertaining as possible for you. Uh, once again, episode... Did I say 15 at the beginning? I meant 16. This is episode 16 of the podcast. I'm an idiot. Don't worry about me. Um, episode 16. Thank you guys for listening. I love you all. This is going to be so easy to edit, and I'm I'm loving it. Thank you so much, guys. I will see you. I guess I should say I'll talk to you next week. We'll have another podcast up. Um, and again, if you guys like you know, having this kind of solo cast and want to hear more stuff from me, if you think that controversial corner idea sounds cool, um, you know, leave a comment here, tweet me, um, email us. You can email me directly, chris at halfgen.com. Um, you can also email info at halfgen.com, but Tony's not on that yet. So don't expect a response. If you guys ever have questions or comments or anything, though, email me chris at halfgen.com. I'm, I'm happy to respond, um, or tweet me or whatever. And I will, I will get back to you. I promise if you tweet or if you message me directly, I will get back to you hundred percent. Um, but Thank you guys so much. Appreciate all your support. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the next one.